This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. You are now listening to the Heroic Council. Welcome back to the Heroic Council. My name is Jeff Gibbard. Today, I am hosting the Heroic Council, and I'm joined by Council Member Sarah Ohanison and Parshal Tashi. Welcome back, Council Members. It's nice to see you both. You too. Um, So today, we're going to talk about brand and marketing and messaging, primarily messaging and kind of communicating your unique position in the world and how you talk about yourself and all that sort of good stuff. Um, But for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, one, thank you. Appreciate you coming back to uh, the Heroic Council. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating because uh, that makes us feel really good and also helps other people learn that the Heroic Council exists. Uh, We are here every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to answer your questions. We come up with our own topics, but if you happen to have one that you want to talk about, want to hear about, uh, just let us know. Go over to superheroinstitute.org slash heroic. And uh, that's a good place for you to go and like, tell us if you want to like appear on the show, uh, give us your different ideas for topics, all sorts of good stuff like that. Learn about each of the council members. So far, we've only done a spotlight on me, but you can learn a little bit about uh, Parshel and about Sarah and about Tim. Uh, By the way, Tim is not here today. uh, As you can tell, Um, unspecified, undisclosed reasons, but I assure you he is healthy and fine. I think he's just catching up on work. So we gave him the day off and we're going to handle this side of it ourselves. Um, All right, let's get started. Let's talk about messaging. Let's talk about uh, brand positioning, things like that. So I've actually worked with both of you a little bit on your brand and messaging um, in a variety of different contexts. So why don't we start out with, um, with just kind of sharing you know, your unique brand positioning, how you talk about yourself. Like when someone says, Hey, you know, Sarah, what do you do? Parshel, what do you do? Uh, you know, how would you answer that question? And, and then go a little bit further down the rabbit hole of, you know, um, what would you say is kind of your unique positioning? So whoever wants to start, it's up to you. Parshel, you can, you can start. You go. Okay. (laughs) So I, I usually talk about it two different ways. One is sort of that this way that's really like, and, and Jeff, you've worked with me on this recently, like my my brand purpose and why do I do what I do? And one of the things is that I'm trying to help people to get more done. That's really the physical thing that I can help them with. But then why I do it is to help them uh, have more time for the people that we love because life is too short to just be working all the time. Um, So I like to talk about it in the context of why it really matters to people. Um, And then I also like to, if I have more time with people, then explain more tactically how I do that. So I do one-on-one coaching, I do speaking, I do training. Um, So there's kind of those two ways that I can relay to people what I do. Parshel? Yeah, I would say for me, uh, typically it was always describing myself as a video person, the video producer. Um, Over time, I just started to say, you know, the benefits of video really and saying that, you know, I help you increase your visibility online. I help you communicate uh, with your teams and I help you to uh, increase more exposure for you. And, um, And I do that through video. So that was usually how I presented that. Now, as time has changed and I've like had some time to like recollect and really refine what my identity is, like, I guess, as, as a personal brand, it is something that combines both the teacher and a creative person. So um, 
lately with the new venture that I'm part of now, it's more of I'm a um, a, a video director, but teaching. Um, so I'm still actually struggling on that. So this is a really great topic <laughs> for today, seriously, because I'm not sure how to really refine that now because I feel like I'm able to niche down a little bit more and get more clear on who I can actually help, which is, you know, coaches, authors, and speakers that want to teach. So they produce online courses. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, let's what, actually sorry, take some to, to do that. Well, one other point real quick. I think it's interesting to kind of understand like when you need a longer answer and a shorter answer. So there's always times where it's just like, well, what's your title, right? And so you need a, a 25 character way to explain what you do. And then there's also that like, oh, now I have the opportunity to write a paragraph about what I do. So it's just, I think interesting part, as you're saying too, sometimes you can explain it like this and other times uh, got to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. I feel like I change it all the time. Like it's always changing every, you know, networking event that I'm on or I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to say it this way because literally I just, it never fully seems to land, but I think I'm getting closer um, with, with what I'm doing now. So we'll see. Got it. So maybe part of what we'll do today is actually come up with some of those for you. Um, there's a couple concepts that uh, as you were both talking, some things that, um, that kind of came up for me uh, that I think are things worth covering in effective messaging. Um, so in in both of your cases, you're you're describing a, a situation where maybe you're at a networking event, somebody's asking uh, for like, what do you do? And there's kind of this idea where you have to say what you do short in like a, a nice, succinct kind of way. So um, one of the ways that I like to do that is using um, Donald Miller's one-liner formula, which is basically to use problem plus solution plus results. And in that particular order uh, to be able to, to say, here's who I am and what I do. So uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that. I think yeah. it's my dog like in the background scratching or at something, or it could be my mother-in-law like chopping something. Not exactly <laughs> sure what it is, but it seems to be quite rambunctious. Uh, and, and, safe, yeah, I'm yeah. safe. I just, you know, my attention deficit disorder just goes like absolutely bananas in situations like this. So anyway, um, so, so, uh, so let's go back to the one-liner thing. So the problem, then the solution plus the results. The um, the formula that I actually have been using for years prior to ever coming upon that part of Donald Miller's whole formula is uh, ABC, Awful Better Connector. And it's what you see in every single infomercial. You're describing the awful world that exists prior to whatever your solution might be. Like you really want to go deep on the awful part of it. The B, better is to describe the world as it exists in like its most utopian state after your solution is provided and then C is connector. So awful better connector. And then the connector is, this is who I am and what I do, right? So in the same, in, in virtually every single formula that I've found, I'll give you another one. Uh, there's a book by Oren Claff called Pitch Anything. And he's talking about pitching deals, like massive deals, $100 million deals, things like that for, uh, for you know, really big deals. And it... Um, uh, he has a, a something in it known as the idea introduction pattern. The idea introduction pattern is uh, sort of a similar sort of thing. It says, uh, for people who are frustrated by and experiencing this problem, and then you go into like, my thing is this kind of a, a product with these certain features and benefits, and unlike the other things that have these problems, uh, I give you this result, right? So in the same way, like almost everybody starts with, if you have this problem or you're this person, 
then you need this kind of a solution that gives you this sort of a result. So I think one of the ways that people typically fail in delivering the messaging around who they are and what they do is they get too hung up on the what they do rather than the why they do or what problem it solves. Um, so I think that's one quick fix at the very beginning. If somebody's like, hey, what do you do? The first thing you should do is sit down and think, well, what's the problem I, I address and for who? And then what is the solution that I'm able to provide? And then what are the results that that might be? So for instance, Parshel, the one that you just gave, you know, you, you gave a number of things about video production and online courses and all of these other sorts of things. So if you were to boil that all down into a problem statement, like a, a one sentence quick, like what's the problem that you're solving for people? I'm helping them produce their course and so that's the solution do it themselves yeah okay so less time they can do it themselves so um let's take that piece and let's make that the problem then so less time than they it, it would take them to do it themselves right so mm -hmm. a lot of people waste a tremendous amount of time trying to create an online course that's the problem and the person right then you say so i've developed a methodology to help people save time and create an amazing course in far less time it would take them to do themselves so that they can get out in the market and start making money faster, right? Like, so that would be a one sentence way of describing the, the online coursework that you're doing. Just as an example, um, Sarah, yeah. on your side, how would you go about saying your work in a one line, in a one liner? Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm working through this now, but what I have said is that I help people get more done so that they can love the work that they do and still have time for the people they love. Um, and it's interesting because I, I've been in so many situations though, where I still feel like to say, but I'm a productivity coach. Like it feels like I still want to add in that label of this is the, this is the bucket though that you can put me in. <laughs> so we just went through this. Uh, talking about your brand yeah. last Thursday, we went like really deep on it. Yeah. So now knowing what I know about what you do, if I were to attempt to take what you do and put it into the problem solution result framework, I might say too many people leave work feeling like they didn't get enough done. And that leaves them coming to home, feeling anxiety and stress and unable to relax. So I provide people with a simple system that allows them to clarify their thoughts, organize their uh, work, take action so that when they come home, they can feel peace and relaxation knowing that they got enough done. Mm -hmm. Right? Problem, solution, result. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's interesting because I do still feel sometimes the need to say like, but this is what category of work I'm in. Because I've, I've often been in this situation where people give me this lovely explanation, but I'm going, so wait, what do you do? Like, yeah, it's interesting how I, as the recipient of the message, sometimes I crave a shorter answer. Like, are you a lawyer? Are you a banker? Like, so are you a shoemaker? Like, what do you do? <laughs> interestingly, like if I were to think about your website, though, so the the one liner is it's explaining what you do in context, right? But what you typically would want before that. So now I'm thinking of your website. The first thing that I would see when I come to your website should be, I'm a productivity coach. And then right below that, you have that subheader that says a lot of people leave work every day feeling like they didn't get enough done. So I've developed 
a proprietary system that allows people to clarify their thoughts, organize their time, take action so that when they get home, they can take the time they need to unwind, relax, and feel like they got enough done. Boom. Somebody was header, listening, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I listen to you very closely. So, but so you see what I'm saying though is that like, uh, you know, even if you were in person, you could do the same thing you just did on the website. There, you could say, "I'm a productivity coach," and what that means, and the reason why I do that is because, and then you go into your problem, solution, results statement. Um, so the thing that we're not talking about just yet, which is we, you know, we kind of jumped into tactically, and uh, both of you, um we've talked a little bit about the why that's behind everything, right? So, um, you know, when you get to this point where you're starting to simplify, like the reason why I could even do that about Sarah's brand is because we went like super deep on the why. We got into like, tell me about your childhood, like lay on the yeah. couch. Um, and I, and I, you know, the reason why I'm super um, passionate about helping people get down to that level of depth before we get into the what, type stuff like what do you do and what's the problem it solves and what's your unique positioning is because I think that when you really clearly understand why you do what you do at your core like what is the to, to for lack of a better term like what's the compulsion that's driving you right like like some people are compulsively creative they're like I just have to express myself like that's the thing right some people are like compulsively driven to like protect others or like you know some people are compulsively driven to like put things in order so like there's something underneath all of us that's like a thing that we compulsively do and and to do to have work that helps us scratch that itch is like so incredibly satisfying and what's up, HG? HG joining us. Now, just as an aside, if we want to talk about somebody who is like driven by purpose, yeah. HG might be one of the first people I ever met in my life that I was like, this dude is like consistent top to bottom. Um, I first met him and I was like, this guy is all about um is is all about sustainability, about making the world safe, about like you know, addressing climate change. Like he has been this dude since the day I met him and he hasn't let up once. So like whatever, it's funny because when we talk about brand and messaging and things like that, like I, I haven't talked to HD about this and I have no idea if like his brand messaging is like super tight and awesome, but like his brand to me is like so super clear and super tight that like, even if I didn't have the exact right words, if I were to introduce him to someone, I know that I would be spot on with it. And I think that gets to the point of what we were talking about with this, like your why, you know, when you really deeply understand why you're doing what you're doing, then everything else starts to fall in line, right? So Sarah, when you talk about making time for the people you love, like that part of the way that you say it, when we went like deep into like the why you do it and the reasons behind you want people to have productivity and all of those sorts of things that I won't share on your behalf on this show, but like <laughs> those really deep seated things that are driving you at your core, it makes it so much easier when you get passionate about why people should even have, why they should even be focusing on productivity so that they can make that time. Like it all has context. It all makes sense. And if somebody sat down, they would see this is like, this isn't just a stupid service that you came up with. Cause you're like, I'm also really organized. Like it's like, it's in you. And yeah. there's something that's driving you to consistently get better because you're driven by a purpose. You're driven by something that's super deep. So a lot of the times when I'm doing messaging with clients and we're doing the brand work, it can feel kind of like hippy dippy to people. Cause I'm like, no, no, really? Like, why do you exist? Like, why do you care about starting this business? Why is it important to you in the first place? And some companies are like, because like we want to make money. And I'm like, that's not it. 
That's not it. And you know that that's not it. There's something that's driving you to do this instead of something else. Because if it was just to make money, like everybody would probably get into finance, right? But there's reasons you do the things that you do. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be, um, you know, I think a lot of people when they get into like the purpose exercise, they think it has to be like this brand word exercise of like, it has to sound important. I don't think it does. Like, I think you just have to be clear. Like, I want a world full of superheroes because I think superheroes are going to help make the world a better place. That's like my purpose. It's like, I just want to build a world with more superheroes because I think they're the best equipped people to make the world a better place and protect people. That's it. It's not like lofty sounding or anything. It's not like, I'm not like trying to make it sound intelligent. It's just what it is, right? So anywho, whole tangent about, you know, the 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 why and such. So back to kind of uh, the, the um, nuts and bolts of messaging. So Parshel, back to you. So we did the one-liner. We talked a little bit about that. One of the things that um, I came across, and this is, again, coming out of Donald Miller's stuff, and he's such a wealth, you know, the whole story brand and business made simple, that whole ecosystem is super worth it. Like the $280 it is for the online course membership is like thoroughly worth it. So uh, highly encourage you to do it. But one of the things that I found really, really helpful in, uh, they have a module called Proposals Made Simple where they're talking about the pain, right? Like the pain that you cause people, like that that they're dealing with that is, that you're gonna solve. He broke it down into two different types of pain, or actually it was, it was uh, someone else on his team, it wasn't Donald, it was a uh, woman, I forget her name. Two different sections, there's internal and external uh, pain that they're dealing with. The external pain are like the factors, like um, it takes too long to create courses and you're wasting time. That's the external. The internal is, so you feel like you're wasting time and you're frustrated. The internal is like, what am I feeling on the inside? And the external is, what are the things you're actually dealing with? And I think a really, really effective way of delivering your one-liner or putting your messaging together is to address both the the external and the internal. I've started adopting that. I've always been a big fan of like, if you can explain the problem to someone better than they can explain it to you, you have a good chance of landing that business. Like- you know, just be real clear on who they are and what they're experiencing. So um, in terms of looking at your business, Parshall, and looking at the different problems you solve, and and actually, um, real quick, have you have you built out the idea? Are you working on those ideas of like the first class uh, business class and coach? Because that was a real fun conversation we had. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or if that's still in development. Uh, it is somewhat in development. So just to give context, so the name of my company is 36,000 Feet which represents the idea of a very high perspective and the notion that uh, when aircrafts are at that height, they're flying, they're, they're flying their fastest and farthest using the least amount of fuel. And I believe that our genius and what we can teach actually allows that. So, um, uh, so. That was oh, nice. That was really so good. good. I that love it. Really Every time you that say it, tight. I'm like, oh, so good. Yeah, oh, good. it's so yeah. tight. So, um, so then the actual core service offering that we're um, providing is called First Class, and it is essentially our soup to nuts, the entire uh, process, what we do from instructional design, which pulls from my master's in curriculum and instruction, and the fact that I was a teacher, it's like I put that stuff to the side. I didn't really uh, touch that side of myself for many years when I was doing the business stuff. I just was growing in video. So now I kind of came back and it's like a full circle moment where it's like, huh, like I really enjoy teaching and learning and like kind of dissecting information and organize it. Like I said, design to me in my head. 
And then there's the production side to it. So I want it to be like masterclass style. So that is like the actual like format of the the, the core offering. So it is first class and also with first class, that's going to represent an acronym that, that I'm going to develop that outlines my process. And then from there, I can maybe do like info products, things like that. So um, to answer your question, uh, which was, damn, what was it was about question? business? It was about business class and coach <laughs> also, because I, oh, so yes, I know that yes. you had first class developing but our last conversation. Yes. We talked a bit about business class Correct. and coach, which by the way, I just, I love your branding so much that like it all just like, it fits together so tightly. I love it. Yeah. But I'm sorry. You. So the question was about business class and coach. Like, yeah. have you given more thought to that? Is that, are you ready to talk about that? Or is that still like on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I have a concept for that, which right now, which um, I don't know if there'll be actual core offerings or not, but essentially our value cycle is going to incorporate some kind of an assessment. And so of someone taking that assessment will basically, you know, the data there will match up against my framework and then give them sort of a stage of which they are and what I recommend. So based on that assessment, maybe you're at coach, maybe you're at business class, this is how you get to first class kind of thing. So um, that's how I'm thinking to incorporate it right now. Um, and then eventually I can definitely see an opportunity presenting itself to have a community. Um, and so that community I thought about calling the faculty or maybe something else that would be more um, pertinent to teaching and, you know, being like, you know, uh, something aircrafty or something. So mm -hmm. it's been fun to play with the words, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, that's how I've kind of integrated that right now, the coach and the business class and things like that. And I'm actually working on my document right now, which would actually be a spreadsheet for all of the necessities for the course, um, including like learn, like, it's not just like, you know, um, your modules and your lessons like the way that i'm developing this is pulling from my teaching background so what are the learning domains incorporated in like uh what we're actually forming what's the best way to learn what you're teaching and so um this is an entire document and i'm kind of playing around with what to call that is it the flight path is it the you know stuff like that so it's it's kind of fun uh so <laughs> yeah. trying to figure it all out it's a lot of words to play with for sure do you mind if i share uh what my idea was for business class and coach yes yes so, uh, so when we were talking about, um, she told me about first class and I was like, first of all, that is profoundly brilliant to call it first class and helping people to start their online course. Uh, I said for business class, it could be the house for all of her business classes and education. So like they would all be educational classes mm. and that would be business class. So her second offering is the online education platform and then coach would be her coaching platform where she would do her outsourced uh, video CMO sort of thing. So that was, that was my uh, suggestion for it. Um, and I just, I just love your brand so much. It just makes me so happy. Every time you talk about the cruising altitude, I'm like, it's, it's so <laughs> it's primo. It's so good. I it's so it. good. Thank you. So, but so back to the, uh, the original point that I want to come back to was the internal and external pain. So if we're looking at the people that are coming to work with you, can you articulate in both an internal and an external pain what they would be experiencing that they would seek out your solution and then say, aha, that's what I'm looking for? Um, I think that for the clientele that we're going for, there's an internal pain of, um, I would say like just the stress and the, the, the burden that it is on, you know, the actual details of, of a course and having to think everything up and, working on it themselves. Um, you know, externally, I think that they're, 
they probably lack the resources um, altogether. Because in that case, usually they're just hiring a video production team to just mm -hmm. execute the work, but I'm providing both, which is like a very clear structuring and design of their material. Um, it may already be well-designed, but I'm just checking against what needs to be there, right? And then producing it. So yeah, I think I think it's the the fact or the, the resources is more like the external that's coming to mind right now um, and time. Got it, time and budget, always good ones to go for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah, have you given any thought to how you would explain the pain that you're dealing with for people internally, externally? And I know the answer is yes. So I'm curious how you would phrase it. <laughs> yes, on the spot. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. I was thinking about it this morning, but I'm someone who like really, really sits with stuff. Um, externally is kind of easy, right? Because we are we feel like we're not getting anything done during the day. Um, we feel as if we can't get anything done. Um, we feel overwhelmed. We feel like our inbox is overflowing. We are stressed. We are burned out. So those are really all of those, like a lot of people are feeling that. Internally, um, you know, people don't feel like they're good enough. I had a client the other week who told me, I feel like I should do all these things. And should is actually one of these words that I hear all of the time. I should be this. I should be that, which obviously then leads to guilt. Um, so we're feeling like we're not good enough. We feel guilt. We feel like we can never um, do all the things or be in all the places or be there for everyone. We can't be present. So these feelings are really deep um, when we feel like we can't get enough of our work done. So um, I'm going to be tightening that up, of course, but those are really those internal and external things that my customers are facing. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to just circle back to and, and kind of, um, because I realized I didn't do this at the beginning, but when we're looking at the entire concept of brand and messaging. Um, I tend to like break it down into like a multitude of different kind of categories. Um, so, you know, this, this episode being about simplifying your messaging, uh, I think breaking it up into pieces might help to simplify things. Um, so the first thing that I would suggest is when you get started, if you're trying to figure out your your brand's messaging, I would suggest starting with what I would call your North Star branding. So this is the stuff that we kind of started out talking about, which is um, your purpose. So getting really clear on why you do what you do. And the way that I encourage people to do that is really to take like a sobering look at like what you want your life to mean, what you want the life of this business to mean, what's the legacy you want to leave behind. So like really get big and think about it. The second thing would be to think about your brand positioning. And that's where you get really clear on what is the unique thing that only you offer in this world. There's a lot of productivity coaches out there and there's a lot of video producers and online course makers. What makes you uniquely and distinctly different. Um, so that's, that's probably the, uh, the first two, uh, after that, I would say that the, the third thing that you probably want to think about is your brand belief followed by your solution statement. Final piece is going to be your brand promise. And I'll talk about all of these real quick. So your brand belief and your solution statement work well together. And this is a concept that I've adapted out of a book called think, do say by Ron tight, which by the way, I, I, I am not lying to you is the best audiobook I have ever listened to in my entire life. The way that it was produced is not like a standard audiobook. It is legitimately 
the best audiobook I have ever heard in my entire life, especially in the category of business, nothing comes close. So strongly recommend listening to it. Now, the concept of think, do, say is that brands typically will uh, uh, think, do, and then say, or wait, no, say, then do without thinking. Maybe I forget how they are. Anyway, point is, is that more often than not, Brands just say something without having done the work. Yeah, that's what it is. Think, say, do. That's what they do. They think, then they say it before they've actually done it. Whereas brands <laughs> that are really authentic and really living their mission, they will think about a thing that's a concept. They will then do it and then they'll talk about it. Like, you know, act, act like you've been there before, basically. So like Patagonia did all of the work to back up what their brand was going to be before they ever started really talking about it, right? They they put the plan in motion before they started talking about it. A lot of companies are just like, ooh, this seems like a good time to get in there and just they, they jump on the trend, whatever it might be. So out of that, uh, inside of the book, he has a, a whole thing where he talks uh, a little bit about like the, the think, do, say methodology of it. And what I like to do is, is to use that to create your brand belief. And out of your brand belief comes your solution statement. And it's connected by the, the phrase, so we or so I, blah, 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 right? So it looks like this. Uh, I believe that the world would be better off if more people felt like they had the skills and tools necessary to do the type of work that they dreamed of doing. So I created a platform called the Superhero Institute where I give people the tools to basically create the business that they want and live the life that they dream of. And I just made that up on the spot. That's not actually my real brand belief and solution statement. But the point is, is that you have a belief that drives you and that belief explains what you do. So the belief is the why and the solution statement is the what. Now, the solution statement is different from the one-liner because it's a little bit longer. It's more comprehensive typically. But when you have your brand belief, or I'm sorry, when you have your brand purpose, you know exactly deeply what drives you. Then you have your brand positioning. It tells you exactly how you are uniquely different out in the world. Then you have your brand belief. The belief is what you tell the world about what you believe and what drives you and why. And that then translates into your solution statement. And that solution statement is what you do. And then your brand promise is the one thing that you will always stand behind. So it forces you to really think about what's the thing you will always, always, always stand behind. So that's the North Star branding category. And that's, I think, unfortunately, it's among the most important things you have to do in branding and messaging. The unfortunate part is that what most people want to do is they want to jump right into the stuff that's public facing. And most of that stuff is really much more internal facing. It's really to guide you and set a context and always light your way back home. It, it guides how you should be thinking about everything that you're going to do in your business, from who you hire to what type of clients you take on to when you fire a client, like all that sort of stuff fits inside of this North Star branding. The next level of branding is what I would call leadership and culture. And even if you're a solopreneur, I would recommend going through this phase. This is a phase where um, in the leadership and culture branding, you're going to do... Um, uh, you're going to identify your three critical actions. So your three critical actions are going to be um, what are the th what are the three things that you should do every single day to be to be living your purpose to be living into like the type of person and business that you want to be so um, you know for instance Parshel with what you're doing your critical actions every day you're helping people to um, understand how to better create their curriculums how to be able to save time and money and doing all of this stuff. What are three things that if you were to wake up every day and do them would move you closer towards this goal of helping people do that? Whoa. <laughs> um, damn. 
I'll give you an um, example too while you're yes, thinking. Thank you. Um, oh, so, so Don Miller, who's one of the people that came up with this kind of concept, he says like he's an one of the things that he does is he's an author and he creates content. So he says the most important thing he can do every morning is he has a barn where he goes to write or a shed where he goes to write and he says I have to write. Like if I'm an author and I'm going to create content, I have to write. It's one of the things that I have to do. And you're like, oh, wow, that is so simple, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So the question like, should be very straightforward. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's like very fundamental. But if and it's it's amazing. And I do. I see this a lot was people say, I'm not reaching my goal or I'm not getting this done. And then I say, well, have you spent any time on it? No. <laughs> Well, that's why. And so it kind of these critical actions are meant to be those things. that's like, I have to do these things every day. So like Sarah, it probably should be like open her task list every day or yeah. like look at her calendar every day. Right. Like, like eat, yeah, eat her own dog food, basically yeah. like, you know, do your own thing. So like for you, it might be put out an educational video every day. It might be, um, uh, add like, you know, 200 words to your curriculum development materials. It could be, so like, it could be any of those sort of things. So the critical actions are meant to be the things that every person on your team should do every single day. They would be these three things, right? The example he gave in the book was um, Chick-fil-A. It's like, you know, if it were Chick-fil-A, you would think like, uh, every day I need to check the quality of the chicken. Every day, I need to uh, make sure that the bathrooms are clean because that helps to create an inviting environment. And every day I should be sure to welcome people with a smile, every single person, right? And say like, you know, how's your day going or something? So those three things, those three critical actions, and the way he also defines it is he says, um, what are the three actions that if someone took them every single day would lead to them getting promoted? And I think that's a really helpful way of thinking about it. So again, remember, mm -hmm. these are these are in your leadership and culture side of your branding. So thinking internally facing, what are the three things? So we're thinking about the other two pieces that are part of the leadership and culture are brand values and key characteristics, the brand values. And I really like the way that Netflix defines brand values because they talk about values are not just like the, the dumb crap that people hang on their walls, like integrity, honesty, like that doesn't mean anything. And everybody has those as their values. Values should be defined based upon the behaviors that we reward or the, the alternative, like the sort of like the inverse of it, the behaviors that we would punish, right? So values are only made manifest and real by way of the behaviors that are shown throughout. To, like that you can show, um, uh, you know, exemplify those values basically. So when you come up with your values, what are the behaviors that you would, um, you know, so if you say honesty, right? Like you have to find a way of being able to say, well, how do we, how do we show that we value honesty, right? Do we, do we severely punish lying? Do we, um, do we define what that is like having uncomfortable conversations with clients, even if it's ugly, like how do we define honesty? Right? So like you would go through and, and pick, I generally say three is what you should be aiming for in any of these things, three critical actions, three values, three key characteristics. You can go up to five, but generally three is a really good thing. Uh, easy to remember. The key characteristics are defining your ideal, um, uh, team member. So values and key characteristics are really much more when you start building out a team. Like you can say what your values are, but like it's just kind of for your own benefit. And maybe you can tell your clients, but like mostly values are externally facing and therefore when you start hiring people. So the key characteristics, that's defining what makes an ideal 
uh, team member. And the example that um, Donald Miller gave in in his book about key characteristics was what what would what organization would have these three key characteristics? Uh, plays at an elite level of basketball. Um, uh, is extremely patriotic and is willing to be a part of a team with other superstars and can deal with the egos. What organization would have those three uh, characteristics? It's not fair. I, I already know. So. You already know it, but audience, if you, you know, those of you listening, if you yeah, want to chime in, go right ahead. But those three, I'm going to leave it up to you, Parshel, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll give you like uh, five more, 10 more seconds. But uh, elite level of basketball, extremely patriotic, and can deal with big egos. The NBA? NBA would be a good guess, but it's the Olympic, yeah. men's Olympic basketball. The Olympics, team. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking all the so, stars, yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, if you look at your own organization, right? Like you might say loves to learn is proficient with video and has, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a passion for helping others, right? Like those could be like the three big ones that like your ideal teammate would exemplify those three things most likely. So, so that's the leadership and, and culture one. And then once you get past all of this stuff, so we, we've talked about, you have your North star branding you have your, uh, leadership and culture stuff. Then you get into like your, your messaging framework. And this is where you start having brand that like goes out into the world. So you've got your brand one liner, your positioning and differentiation is, is good to put in this section as well. Um, you have your theme and value propositions. So like, what are the three things that people can get from you that they can't get elsewhere, right? So, you know, partial for you, it might be things like save time, uh, save money, and tap into uh, deep expertise in education and video, right? Those are three things that you bring to the table that are values, and they would fit, you know, in those things. Sarah, for you, can you think of what your value propositions might be? Um. Yeah. I mean, one is that I, they work, they would work with me and I've been in those shoes before. I have really lived that. Um, lived experience. It's a good lived one. experience for sure. Um, what I teach is practical, like because I lived it, I did these things. So these things are tried, true, tested. I know, I know that they work. I'm not making stuff up on the fly. Um, and the other thing is I am, always learning and evolving and abreast of new technologies, you know, softwares, task management tools. So, you know, you get that from me. It's this mixture of what happens on productivity, like that you can do in pen and paper, and then being able to apply that stuff using some of the technologies that are available today. Got it. So like technology fluent and adaptable. Yeah. All right. So for the value props, you'd want to have like a kitschy little short headline that you could explain it to people like, here are the three things that make me different, right? Here are three things that make, and they should obviously ladder up to like your unique positioning, right? And then the themes would be like, you know, in in the case you just said is like adaptability would be the theme of that, right? So like your tech fluency, the theme is adaptability. So anyway, I'm going through all of this stuff and the the purposes is like when people hear um, a headline like simplify your messaging, they think that means it's going to make it easier. And I, I want to dispel that myth that simplifying your messaging means that I'm going to give you the easier path. In fact, I think if you want to simplify your messaging and have really awesome messaging that resonates, 
It's actually about wading through the complexity. And it's about going through all of these different brand exercises that are going to take you time. They're going to take emotional energy. They're going to take serious, deep thought. Because once you work that stuff out, you're going to have this big brand document. When you look at the brand uh, deliverables that you know I create either independently with my own clients or when I'm working with Soul Marketing, um, when we work with clients and we put out these big deliverables, it is a blueprint for how we talk about things. And every single piece of it is linked together and connected. And what then the, the result of that is, is simplified messaging. You know exactly what it is that you do, why you do it, who you do it for, the problem you solve, the internal problem that it solves, the external problem that it solves. What makes you uniquely different? What are your value propositions? How do you talk about it in key messages? What are the themes of those value propositions? What are the proof points you have to support those key messages? When you have all of that, you want to talk about simplified messaging. When you go out to write web copy or you go out to like pitch yourself on something, you're just like copy, paste, copy, paste, and everything fits together because you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time. And Parshel, you mentioned at the beginning, like, you know, when you talk about yourself, like you say it a bunch of different ways and different times, I'd imagine in two years, you're going to have a way that you say it. Like, it's just going to be the way that you say it because right now you're kind of like feeling it out. So you're doing the process very organically of like, Ooh, did that resonate? Did that feel right? And also you're still developing a lot of the products and services. So they're coming together that way. But that's ultimately, I think what winds up happening is when you get that tight, then you kind of show up in any situation, you feel like you're ready to rock. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of networking, um, this past year, and it's been really interesting as I listen to people and I'm not saying I have it down perfectly, but it's so interesting as I listen to people explain what they do. And I I would say over 50% of the time I, they, they tell me and I'm like, so I have no idea what you do or like, and, and if we're networking for the purpose of trying to make introductions to one another, like, I don't know how I could introduce you to someone because I really am struggling to understand. So I think this concept of simplifying your message is so is so amazing because it's not about making it harder or using complex jargon or sounding like you're fancy by using big words. It is really about almost dummying it down to a level that's I always, I always said in marketing, like right to a third grade re- reading level so that anybody can understand it. And I think we, we try to naturally overcomplicate things and think, well, my business is, is a little bit unique or a little bit challenging. So I need to take more time to explain it. But like you're saying, Jeff, if you're good at it, it's going to take you a long time to get it simple and into one or two sentences. But that's it's really amazing how impactful it is when you can understand what you can explain what your business does because that's how you're going to make money. If you, if you can't explain what you do, who's going to buy from you? Yeah. There's, like, a that's space. What this is about. There's definitely a space between I sell insurance. Like, like that is one end of the spectrum to the, like, I help people achieve their dreams by maximizing the way that they think about their life. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, there's nothing there. There's so there's something between like the so incredibly specific and like, and brief that it like lacks any energy or or intrigue. And then the so out there and nebulous that you're like, uh, okay, that literally did nothing for me. And now I just have more questions. And people are like, oh, questions are good. No, no. Actual inquisitive questions are good. Like the I want to know more questions are good. The I'm totally confused because I don't understand what the heck you're talking about questions are not good. 
Um, so there's a space in between and that's generally where I advocate people play. And you know me, like if you guys have seen my blog, like I probably have about like 20 posts on the use of words and the bastardization of language and people using brand words or people using superlatives when they're not necessarily like just state it plainly. I always say the same thing as you do, except I always made the mistake of saying the eighth grade level. I think third grade's probably better. Yeah, I always learn that in marketing, like third grade reading level, because it, it just doesn't get more simple than that. And that's that's what you really need. And it's amazing yeah. how many people, I think, try to make themselves sound smart and more sophisticated. And like, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on like, what's the purpose. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Michelle. I was going to say, I mean, the process in and of itself of just like simplifying, you know, there's so much that comes up in that, I think, on an emotional level, too, of like, why, like you said, Sarah, like, why feel the need to put on these big words? Like, what do you, what, you know, why, where is that coming from? You know what I mean? And myself going through this process, like, it's actually like, I think Jeff said, too, like, it's emotionally taxing, like, you really have to think about this stuff. So even in this call, like, I kind of got a little stumped for a second, because I'm like, damn, this is some really like deep stuff. And just to simplify, it's like you're taking pieces away, pieces away of yourself or who you thought you were or how you needed to be. And you're stripping away to get like, you know, super duper clarity. So I feel like that's been my process um, over the last like six months is just a lot of that. So um, it's very unnerving, <laughs> I will say, because it's like just Okay, it's not that. It's not that. I, I I can say no to this now. You know what I mean? In terms of the things that I was doing before, especially in a world as a service provider where in video, I mean, can you imagine the number of requests that I get for <laughs> video needs and the types of videos? So the fact that I'm able to niche down, it's like it's just been a lot of clearing for myself. You know, the fact that I could speak as I did about teaching, like I would have like a year ago, never would have thought that that would even be coming out of my mouth because I put that away. I was like, well, I'm not a teacher anymore. So I quit teaching. I'm done with it. So I'm just kind of uh, elaborating on the emotional side of the simplification that um, that you have to go through. Um, it's, it's like a personal thing, too. So, yeah, I think as a teacher, though, you have a great ability to take complex content and try to simplify it. So you actually might be ahead of the curve on that one. You're lucky. It's also funny that you you talk about it like you put away teaching, but for mm -hmm. as long as I've known you, I, I, I would never, I would never say that you put it away because you were always in the mode of educating and teaching and helping. And like, you just had the spirit of like that awesome teacher, you know, that everybody remembers uh, working with throughout their, their life. Um, so it's funny because like in your head, I think you did, but like you were still always carrying it with you. You were still yeah. always a part of that. And one of the things I wanted to point out about, you know, you saying that it was kind of emotionally taxing is that you're an extremely self-aware person. Like I have a lot of people in my network that I've done some of this work with, and you're someone who takes a lot of time and energy to like, think about how you're feeling about things, why something matters to you. And like, you go through that process. And I think a lot of people, this is the part of it that makes it uh, really difficult for them. And part of the reason why they, they write it off as being unimportant is because they don't actually want to do that work to uncover what's really truly important to them or why they feel a certain way about things. Because, you know, when in the last session where Sarah and I did this, Sarah came like prepared. And at the beginning, she looked a little shook, like, oh, we're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> like, Cause it was an, it was going to be an hour. Yeah. I said, I'm ready to talk about my feelings. <laughs> yeah. 
and and like it was an hour of like digging into Sarah like okay we're going to do this and and I think a lot of people are just not up for that kind of work and the unfortunate part is you know Sarah you you texted me or, or emailed me like shortly after and you were you you were expressing how you were feeling about having some more clarity around some of these things mm-hmm. can you talk anything about like what that experience was like yeah and i think so it's it's interesting it's like therapy right and you don't you don't really resist it necessarily but you 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 always feel better when it's over but you're like i'm not sure what we're gonna uncover here and i'm an open book i love to talk about these things for me the challenge wasn't so much sharing like my feelings or my thoughts because i'm i'm close with jeff we're friends we, we talk about all kinds of things but the challenge was really he was pushing me to go deeper go deeper and it was almost like he's like a toddler like why 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 and i'm like i don't know that's as deep as i can get and it, it's interesting though how very hard to do that myself but when jeff was on the other side of it or you know whoever people want to talk to about this a business colleague a, a close friend i think it's so helpful to have someone else challenge you and ask well, well why is that important why does that matter to you why would that matter to other people and these are great questions but they're very hard to ask yourself because I was almost trying to to be productive with it and check it off my list and say, okay, my brand purpose check, I'm done. Move on to the next thing. Sort of back to how I meditate. We are we, that was a few episodes ago, um, but it's interesting how I really needed someone to challenge me and say, let's go a little bit deeper on this. So Jeff helped me with that, but I recommend everybody, you know, get like an accountability partner or somebody to help you dive into this stuff because it's so valuable, but it is really hard to do on your own. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I find that I get a little bit of that out with my girlfriend. We have like really deep conversations and it's just like, why? And we just kind of dig into each other into like why we are the way we are. And so, you know, that sort of exploration with another person, like you said, is like, it's really, really important. And for me, like, for example, I didn't know, I didn't know what teaching really meant to me. I'm like, why am I into this? And I remember we were having a conversation and I realized that growing up in church and going to school, I, I, I had really bad teachers, right? The pastor, I didn't understand anything he ever said. He was using huge words. And then in school, I was too afraid to ask questions. So I forced myself how to learn this because if I didn't, I was going to be in trouble, you know, getting A's and B's was like super important. So I forced myself to, um, or get, I I just got obsessed with like, no matter who is in front of me to teach me, I was still going to learn because I knew how, I knew how I learned. It's like a weird, you know, thing, but it's a skill that I always taught my kids. I'm like, no matter who's in front of you, just make sure that you know how you learn and how you can just, you know, teach yourself. So that kind of meant that as well as like the areas of like religion and spirituality and stuff like that. It's like I had really bad teachers, but I knew it was important for me to know. And I just, I would just go and pick a book myself and say, how, do, how can I make sense of this? So, uh, but yeah, going through that was like, that was like a huge revelation to me. I don't know. It's, just, it's uh, it was really empowering to kind of ex- express that and to have somebody to go that deep with. So it's deep to me. It may not be deep to other people, but it means something. No, I think it is. <laughs> it's kind of like what we've been talking about, right? It's like really get 
clear on your stuff. Like, cause if you were just like, I like teaching because like I'm good at it and I can make money doing it. That's like, that's not a particularly like enrolling reason to work with you versus the, like, there's something driving you because when you find those people who have something that's driving them, you know, that like, they're going to be able to be more resilient in the face of things not working. You know, that they have uh, something that's driving them towards being a success in whatever that thing is. So I think it's super important, um, obviously, but um, you know, there's so much to cover in this whole topic. I, I hope we did it justice yeah. in this because it was yeah, kind of a, a free form conversation for the day, but um, you know, I hope people listening got something out of it and you know, both of you, I hope got something out of it. I got something oh, for out of sure. like, about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think both of us were taking notes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I got no so we will have, we will have everything in the show notes for people. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, to wrap up, uh, what are you into right now? Sarah or shell, either of you want to say something you're into right now? Um, hmm. I'll share something kind of funny. So my husband and I have been taking like just weekend road trips, trying to get away. And it's interesting how, you know, he works hard. I work hard. We're both entrepreneurs and it's like, we, we work and we eat, but maybe one of us is on a device and then we're back at work or we're just doing the chores around the house and the day goes by. Right. So we've been taking road trips and it's been like nice just to have old fashioned conversations in the car. It's really nice. Yeah. It's old fashioned conversations. It's funny how like the road trip is, is kind of forcing it. And we both were just saying like some of the best times of these road trips have been the the car trips, which has been just great. That's really cool. So it's kind of old fashioned, but I like it. That's really cool. I'm into the road trip and the car. So yeah. on a similar note, um, I, I think I, Sarah, I've told you about this a couple of times, but, uh, and I think actually partial, I think I reached out to you about it, but I, I, um, I've been really into the Enneagrams and my, I had my wife take the full Enneagram, like the full lot of it and buy the report. And, um, and we went through each other's Enneagrams and in terms of just like bringing us closer and like connecting and understanding each other and where we're coming from. And, and then also just me better understanding, like, where are my instincts and, and compulsions come from? Found it really helpful. And, and it's related to this conversation we had about brand, because I think when you understand yourself better, you can understand why you do what you do and you can understand your purpose and what drives you and all those sorts of things. So, you know, my Enneagram profile being an eight, um, it's all about, you know, protecting those um, who need to be protected, um, you know, being strong, not showing weakness, like, you know, all stuff that fits into like the whole superhero thing. And I was like, well, that makes sense how that, came out. Right. Um, and my wife has her thing. So anyway, we, we shared those things and it actually brought us a lot closer because we better understand each other now. So I'm super into it. I recommend anybody, to, I recommend every couple does it, but, um, you know, I just found that especially for my own personal brand work, uh, and like understanding where my stuff comes from, it was invaluable. Yeah. I, I love that. Any, any kind of personality test is good. Enneagram is nice. Cause it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan. So, all right. Well, 
that's it for today, I guess. We talked about brand. We talked about messaging. Hopefully people found it enjoyable and useful. And um, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Go give us five stars over on iTunes. You can find links to absolutely everything everywhere we do things at superheroinstitute.org slash heroic. And uh, we'll put together some show notes for you. And you can tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us live on YouTube, on Facebook, in the Facebook group, on Sarah's LinkedIn, uh, on uh, Periscope. And if not, then you can just catch us on your favorite podcasting app at another time because uh, we try to keep up with that sort of thing. Parshel, Sarah, always a pleasure to see both of your faces. Thanks for uh, being on the council today and, and sticking with this, uh, you know, deep topic.